Hello, and welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your hosts, Russell Martin and Brent Aiken. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now, here's our host for this week, Russell Martin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast. My name is Russell Martin. Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's conversation that Brent uh, Aiken had. Um, But we are continuing to dive in. I think we're probably 68 or 69 episodes. I've I've lost track at this point. Um, And uh, kind of recording ahead. And so... um, We are just trying each week to try to bring you conversations that help equip and encourage uh, you for ministry. Uh, And so um, if you've been with us, I encourage you to go back. If you haven't, um, listen to the other episodes. We have lots of great episodes uh, covering a wide range of topics. And uh, so today, though, uh, we get the awesome uh, ability to sit down with Anthony Vargas um, and... uh, and so I want to let Anthony introduce himself in just a minute, but I want to remind you, make sure studentministryconversations.org uh, for our uh, po- uh, podcast notes, uh, show notes, uh, all the other episodes, other helpful articles and things. And you can always find us and connect with us uh, at Talk Student Men on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So with all of those formalities out of the way, Anthony, um, welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast. Thank you so much, Russell. Awesome. Super excited to uh, be with you guys. Yeah. And so uh, we found Anthony on, um, I think, probably on Instagram. And, That's right. Uh, he, has, he has his own own podcast he does. And so we're going to let him talk about that. Um, but so first of all, Anthony, can I tell us, give us your life story. You know, you can condense it down a little bit if you want. But um, how did you get from to where you are today? Absolutely. Well, I think the the, the root of it all is, you know, when I was 16 years old, got to hear the gospel in the, in the walls of a uh, local church in the community. And uh, that forever changed my life, getting plugged into a youth ministry. And because of that, you know, uh, going to college, I went to a local community college, but uh, still grew up in the church and wanted to give back to the church. So got the opportunity to serve uh, as a youth leader in the group. And um, just because of that, God confirmed my uh, uh, desire to serve uh, youth and uh, just the affirmation of God's people and, uh, you know, received a calling into ministry uh, in my college years. So uh, just went for it. Uh, I went all in and uh, I've been serving in ministry now for a little over a decade. So um, just celebrated that. And uh, so started born and raised Mississippi. I did youth ministry out there for a little over five years, and then um, when I graduated from Mississippi State, I moved to Texas so I can go to grad school at Southwestern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary. So uh, now I have the privilege today uh, being graduated with my master's, serving as a student pastor at the North Campus of Prestonwood in uh, Dallas, Texas. So um, yeah, you mentioned I I do have a podcast. I I host the youth youth pastor tips podcast and uh started that uh last year and um just an incredible journey of just helping other youth workers out and uh just getting to speak some encouragement some life into uh people in the trenches with me so it's been awesome cool um so what was kind of your you know you started this podcast and um as we go through today we're just going to be talking about youth ministry and and tips and and things that you can uh use um, 
And uh, so hopefully we can just you know bounce some things back off of each other and um, share and encourage. So if you're listening to this, maybe this is just an episode you just want to write down uh, little things all the way way throughout. Uh, it may not be a full flowing uh, uh, arc like uh, some of them are. But um, so why did you decide to do the podcast, though? Sure. Uh, great question, by the way. Um, so, I, I mean, like I said, I served as a student pastor just out in Mississippi for a little over five years. Uh, I was a, I was the guy, solo ride. You know, I didn't have any help, uh, no team at all. Just a small country church, just loving students and loving families. And uh, when I transitioned to Dallas, just being a part of a church like Prestonwood, uh, I got to be able to serve with amazing volunteers, but also to serve on an amazing staff uh, filled with, you know, a team of paid workers that get to do this full time. And by the way, what a privilege it is to serve in God's church full time with the blessing, uh, you know, being funded by God's people. That's an amazing privilege. And uh, I don't take that lightly. But when I did this transition and all, I learned that, man, you're better together. And uh, there's different strategies and uh, ways you can be more effective that I learned over the years with people running beside me than I did uh, from being alone. Uh, And what happened is God sparked a desire in me, knowing all this, uh, just reminding me of my past. uh, Hey, I was alone and I didn't know this. And I wonder how many other people feel alone and they don't know these effective strategies, these hacks. Uh, these tips, rather, uh, that could help out in the long run. So knowing that, uh, I just felt uh, uh, I had to steward the knowledge that God entrusted me, uh, the strategies God's allowed me to see, see, and uh, just share it with people, you know, on a platform uh, that's very relevant today, uh, ease of access, and uh, easy to listen to. So uh, I just started a podcast. I went for it. You know, had a little Amazon microphone and just uh, started sharing and then uh, upgraded as I went. Um, And then, man, just to see the feedback, the encouragement, to see people reach out, DM through the Instagram and just say, hey, you know, I'm from Australia and I've I've been benefiting from your podcast. So just seeing people around the world uh, take encouragement. And that's that's a whole uh, thing of the podcast. It was just to help youth pastors win because I, I, you know, I've heard it said best and I believe it that when, you know, youth pastors, when they grow and they get better, the whole youth ministry, the whole church gets better. Mm-hmm. So I, ju- I just don't want to, uh, you know, see the impact just uh, be in Dallas for me. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, steward that influence. So it's been a journey and uh, it's been fun, man. So that's kind of why. Yeah. Well, you're, you're in Dallas. I'm in Houston. Brent's in uh, up up north, uh, so we kind of got the whole state state covered here. Um, right. So tell me a little bit about your uh, like what's your process on your podcast? Just just to dive in a little bit of specifics there, because I know that there are probably people listening that have a would, are thinking like, hey, I could do a podcast for my youth group or for you know they don't have to be like one like like we do for youth leaders, but just kind of uh, you know have any any thoughts when you talk about youth pastor tips? Like, uh, what's your process? What's your what do you how, how do you record your stuff or What's your show format? I love it. Um, yeah, so it's super simple. When it comes just to the content itself, it just starts with an idea. And from that idea, I, I try to mind map and brainstorm, brain dump rather, what all I can speak into that. What do I know? What are things I'm reading or I could research to help 
pull content to this idea. And I'm asking the question, you know, is it relevant uh, for the people that are going to be listening? I'm always keeping it uh, uh, relevant for the audience. Uh, so after I do the initial brain dump and writing, outlining, manuscripting, uh, I try to manuscript every podcast. The reason being because I'm promoting episodes less than 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I know people live life. They're busy. They uh, run at a fast pace, especially here in Texas. Uh, so I know <laughs> I got to keep the content short, but I got to make sure every word counts on manuscript and after I outline and such. Uh, well, when that happens, when I'm developed the content, uh, the episode that is, uh, I get on my audacity. Uh, it's a free download, just a software that records. And I, I just record the episode. Um, I have an intro and an outro uh, that I had some freelancers do for me. And uh, it makes it just a, a tad bit more professional that is for each episode and um and then afterwards uh for the hosting i i use podbean uh it's relatively uh inexpensive um for anybody that, that wants to host a podcast this is a platform that will get your podcast on spotify itunes uh and such so it's that it's that simple man just a, a couple of software downloads audacity podbean um, and then just creating the content that's really relevant for any uh, audience that you're trying to reach. Well, and as, as you were saying that, I was thinking like, you know, that, that would be something for, I, I could see youth leaders using this in that same process of, you know, you talk about mind mapping and what you want to say. It may not be for other youth leaders, but it may be for your students, um, where, wherever you're, you know, wherever they're listening to you. That's right. That. So, um, you also do a, a really good job. I love your graphics. Um, I'm just going to, you know, appreciate boast, boast on your, on your side. I appreciate it, man. Love your what do you use to do your graphics with? Uh, it's formerly called over, but now it's okay. studio. Yeah. Okay. Um, I use it for anything, uh, iPhone graphics related, or even when I'm teaching on a Sunday morning, we have an led wall. It's kind of wide. It has certain dimensions. Mm -hmm. Studio actually allows me to format to an LED wall or a 1080p TV. I, I love that about it. It's very clean, uh, has all kinds of different functions that honestly you would see in an Adobe creative cloud. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. on your phone. It's amazing. I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Brent does a whole lot of stuff on Canva, um, more print type yeah. things. Um, but all these things are, are stuff that, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of teching out a little bit here, but um, you know, youth leaders looking for those, those tips, because these are, you know, Instagram, you put up on Instagram or put up on, on anything else would be, uh, you know, uh, just, I like the, it's formatted. It's, uh, it's, unique theme but it's the same theme throughout and all those type of things so anybody out there who is graphic minded or is looking at adding kind of this style in your youth ministry i know not everybody does that some people are more music or whatever like that but um this uh is a great example if you look at and see you know these could be bible verses these could be um tips from your message that you did and breaking down and taking and putting five right, quotes from right. your, your recent deal Speaking into that, uh, you know, I got done teaching this past Sunday. The uh, the main idea I taught on was disciples disciple. Like, it's that easy. And just a simple reminder, I got on studio real quick, and I just inserted those two words, got a background off Unsplash 
it's a free uh -huh. graphics you can use it for whatever got a free background and uh just simply edited it real quick posted it on our student uh, ministry instagram and say hey use this as an iphone wallpaper you can use those dimensions in studio use it as mm -hmm. an iphone wallpaper this week as a reminder just simple clean unique uh yeah just to encourage people i think in the description when i put this up i'm just going to say that anthony and russell geek out on graphics and <laughs> other tips and and That's stuff right. you know um, all those different ways of doing things. So, all right, well, tell me about the, see, so you've, you started this podcast, you said uh, about a year ago, um, yeah. and you kind of talked about what your reasoning is. And we talked about, um, how you did that, uh, as far as technical parts. Um, but what are some, what are some of the greatest tips or what are some of the, the tips that you just have, you know, shared that you have gotten the best reaction from, or people have said have been real helpful or whatever like that? Wow, that's great. Um, I'm already loving this episode. I feel like we're, we're going down so many rabbit trails. Oh, yeah. If, it's going to be all rabbit trails. If any youth worker wants to, like, listen to one episode that hits everything, <laughs> I think it's going to be this one. So I'm excited. <laughs> that's it. It is. Um, uh, so youth pastor tips. Man, what are some of my favorite tips? Um, okay, so I talk about a lot of different stuff on the podcast. And by the way, I'll be very transparent with you. Last episode I reported was actually last April. And uh, okay. here's the reason being for that. Um, I had a problem with my Shure uh, microphone and uh -huh. uh, it wasn't recording properly. It actually made it made me sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> and I uh, just put that off. I procrastinated for a bit, getting it fixed. And then all of a sudden I get a job promotion. Uh, two months later, I have a kid. Um, just honestly, life starts to happen. Uh -huh. And uh, it came to a point where the snowball effect grew so large. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with staying in this lane and actually pastoring the students that God has entrusted me. Uh, I know the content's actually helping and getting people out there. I, till this day, I'm still getting feedback. Thankful for your page. Thankful for your podcast. So that is the very reason I continue to support and continue to pay whatever I need to, to make sure ears are uh -huh. hearing uh, what I believe to be um, incredible, uh, an incredible resource for you pastors. So uh, that being said, I, I still love youth ministry to death. I, I mean, one of my goals this year is actually to write another ebook for youth pastors. Um, so that's why I, I, hopefully one day I do pick it back up, Russell. I mean, I love getting <laughs> to do the podcast, yep. uh, but that's just full transparency. And man, it's been last <laughs> since last April. But what are some of the uh, my favorite tips, my, my most helpful tips? Um, I would say let's let's just stay in the sphere of discipleship for a minute. Um, okay. I think discipleship, um, some of the greatest youth ministries, Russell, uh, is when students are actually engaged in discipling other students. So I, I just believe in discipleship. I believe that is uh, the Great Commission, as we know of in the Bible. I believe that when we take part in that, we actually start to see amazing impact uh, tangibly happen in the lives of our uh, students, leaders, parents. Um, so so my, my encouragement, my tips for discipleship, if you don't already meet with one to three uh, individuals in a group on a weekly basis, my encouragement is that you do. You pick a, pick a person, pick a group, whatever that looks like. You pick a place, you pick a time, you pick a, bio, a book of the Bible to walk through, and you just do it. Um, 
kids will be grateful for it, for you holding them accountable to God's word, for you showing them what it looks like to live as a disciple. Parents would just be amazed and grateful as well that you're willing to get up at 6.30 on a school morning before they get to school, meeting them at a coffee shop, loving them like you do. Um, I would say just a couple of tips with the discipleship, communicate with parents. Um, that's a big one because if you're discipling junior high boys, guess what? They're not driving. All right. So you got to communicate well, um, celebrate them well, I would say that as well. So when a student, I remember one time um, I asked a question in my discipleship group and one of the boys had answered, he gave a solid answer. It was something like this. He said, you know, I can't help uh, seeing myself not a Christian because of what's happened in my life you know, the, the impact, the life change. And I just used that quote he shared with me and sent that in a text to his parents one day. And their feedback w was something as, as this, that, you know, they said, you never know how much this, you would never know how much this means to me. Uh, so celebrate them. Um, you know, I think discipleship is just one of the major things in youth ministry. If there's a, if there's some more tips, I want to uh, maybe shotgun some tips real quick i actually wrote uh an ebook uh if you if you, you want the pdf you can get off the uh my website anthonyvargas.org um shameless plug by the way <laughs> um, i actually think what i was going to do is i was going to go through and find a random tip um because okay, i know you kind of share some rapid fire things like on your podcast like i've, I've heard yes. you know, several episodes and so you may not have the ability to go in as much depth but we're a longer form podcast, so I'm going to throw up that it's a random tip. Okay, um, I love it. And you can, you can expand on it. With, now, and I will say, like, you have kept up your, your Instagram has a little more than, than you didn't stop doing your Instagram when you stopped doing that. That's right. Podcast. That's right. Um, all right. So um, we're going to talk about that. Um, I had, like, several pulled up. I was like, I should talk about that one. Um, you don't need a spiritual, a specific spiritual gift to serve in youth ministry. Anyone who loves Jesus is able to impact teenagers. That was one of yours. Man. Yep. It's, uh, I see so many people in the church today that feel unqualified uh, to be around the young people. Uh, I think there's a myth. Uh, I'm too old. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I just hate that lie is being uh, spread around uh, God's church uh, because I mean even all throughout the Bible uh, <laughs> Paul was older than Timothy you know uh, how old you know I, I have no idea but uh, I know he had a lot to add he was mature and wise in his age and I, I believe there are people walking around uh, in proximity of our students in the church on Sunday mornings if they would just be still, sit down, be patient, and just do life on life with these kids, uh, we would see a multi-generational discipleship take place that we find in 2 Timothy 2.2, in which Paul tells Timothy, hey, what I've told you uh, and entrusted to you in front of many witnesses, you know, you're, you're able to teach others who are able to teach others also. If we have uh, people step up, uh, and start believing that they can impact anyone because they've been impacted in the first place, then I, I think 
some radical things could start to happen in youth ministry. And um, so, yeah, it doesn't take a specific spiritual gift. We have uh, all throughout our uh, Prestonwood students, we have different ages, stages, and phases uh, of life that people are going through, uh, leaders that are gifted, uh, but gifted differently. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think it's a specific gift. I think if you love Jesus and you love teenagers in that order, I think great things will happen. I had a... uh... Uh, a couple in my church and I'm not going to guess how old they are because that would be rude to do so. Um, But they had grandchildren and great grandchildren. I can tell you that. And uh, I mean, uh, one one of the ladies, we called her Gmaw. She took a group of sixth grade boys through high school, through graduating high school Um, or six, six or seventh grade boys, somewhere along there. Yeah. And I mean, they still, she still sends them text messages and she still, um, and she was their youth leader. Like I was there. But yeah. she was the one who they went to. She was the one That's who right. they could talk. I mean, I remember going to the playoffs for, um, you know, when, when Pleasant Grove was in the playoffs, uh, she uh, wow. went to the games. Yeah, it, it was in, she took, it was a, a, a chunk of that football team uh, wow. was in her small group that she saw all the way through those things. So I definitely agree with you as far as like, it's not, um, it's, it's not, you know, what's the typical youth leaders, you know, young and can play guitar and, is athletic and come up with good games and, you know, can walk on water. Um, and you have a lot of, of people who have various gifts and connect with different students than you're going to, or than I'm going to, or, That's right. you know, you know, the, the guy who does band or the guy who, who does, uh, you know, networking and, and loves, you know, students. I think it was Doug Fields talked about one you know, a long time ago. He had this guy wanted to do a lock-in. It was like, we're going to do, a lock-in, but we're going to take all of our computers and network them together and do gaming all night. And so that was their lock-in was they, and wow. <laughs> Doug was like, I, I came by and got them pizza and left them alone and they had a blast. But, you know, <laughs> having different people utilize their gifts um, and to connect them in. All right. So one that you don't give much explanation about, um, you have one that says students are greater than emails. What does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, in the pace, uh, especially our our culture here in North Dallas, we can experience the busyness of life. And I think that the main idea of this one is people over projects, um, you know, being able to be with the people and not worry too much about the to do's, the task at hand. And uh, all that is uh, secondary to uh, ministry to people because Uh, One of the greatest commodities, I hear this from my campus pastor all the time, one of the greatest commodities God has given us in ministry is his people. Um, So that that reply to that email can wait. Um, You know, that task that you have to do, that it may seem priority, uh, it it becomes uh, at the bottom of the list when it comes to God's people. So here's what I would say to the youth youth worker, Russell, I would say this, if you find yourself behind your desk more uh, than being with God's people, I would say you're doing it wrong because ministry happens best away from your desk. It does every time. Um, I, I believe that you're not able to see the hurt, the struggles. You're not able to do life, uh, have fun. You're not able to uh, hold accountable, disciple. Um, behind a 
a computer. You're, you're not able to do it. Um, so that, that's the idea of that. And uh, it's a reminder for me as an Enneagram 3, as a productive workhorse, like I want to get things done. I want to check the box. I want to hear the notification bell when I do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just a simple reminder that, man, it's people over projects. That, uh, that achiever comes out in you with that. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I'm an Enneagram 5. And uh, okay. so I'm much more, more like structured and in and doing this sure. and um our youth leaders at enneagram seven which is fun because he's like let's go and i'm like wait <laughs> we need to think about this and and plan this out so a lot of fun we did actually did that as one of the first things when i came to the church was going through that with the staff and it just helped so much just in sure. understanding when people get stressed when they don't um and all, those, all, all, all of those things that that helps with have you have you done any enneagram stuff with your like i said we are a going all over the place too. Um, any with your, like your staff or do y'all use that in your church at all? Or is that just something yeah, you did personally? We actually, we actually do. Um, we, we use uh, different profiles. Uh, we have, we utilize leader. I don't know if you've ever heard of that leader as L E as L E A D R. Um, it's basically a, a software to help hold us accountable. You know, I have the privilege of leading a team at my campus, a student ministry staff, uh, it's, it's helping us hold each other accountable to meet one-on-one. Um, it's a guided structure where I get to uh, input some questions, some intentional questions. That way they can prepare beforehand and answer beforehand before uh, we meet one-on-one. Uh, and I love, I think that's the secret. If you're leading any uh, staff team, the secret to it, the secret sauce that is, uh, is one-on-one meetings. Uh, because in those meetings, uh, I get to exercise first my spiritual gift of encouragement. I love to speak life into people. I love to share, you know, what I see God's doing in them. Uh, but it's also helping me check in with them. Um, and these intentional questions such as, hey, what are some of your top priorities? And then also, hey, what are some things I can help you grow in as a leader? You know, two different questions, right? But those questions will never happen if, um, you know, I wasn't meeting with them and utilizing our software uh, leader. So uh, going, going back to your original question, um, which was, uh, I, I went down a rabbit trail. That's okay. We're, we're talking to any, like how you utilize. Oh, any if you do. So, so uh, each leader profile on that software, we get to fill out a profile and saying, you know, what what books are our favorite books, you know, what are our favorite things to do, hobbies, and on on one of those questions is the Enneagram, Um, and I remember a few years ago, our student ministry staff uh, around our multi-campuses, right, we went on a retreat, and we actually did, uh, uh, beforehand, we did personality tests, that way we can get to know each other, because chemistry is a big deal uh, when it comes to working with people, man, on, on church staff, uh, you you got to love the people you work with or you're going to be miserable. You got to know who the people you work with um, yeah. so that you can ha- find that chemistry. You got to know what, what their struggles are, you know, what do they enjoy doing and how they, how they love to be worked with. So yes, we uh, take personality tests uh, seriously <laughs> because um, you know, that chemistry is a big factor. What are some of the other ones that you have, you, have you, you, you said you take, personality tests are there any others that you find helpful yeah uh so the enneagram is a big one we we did at the retreat several years ago it was the um 
the what's the one with the E N G B whatever. Or I, the, is it Myers Briggs with the I N T P? It is the Myers Briggs. I can't remember so, all the. Somebody will stuff. correct us if we're if we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the Myers Briggs. Um, there is another one too. Have you ever heard of the one like? Isn't there one with animals like shark and? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't have yeah. that one. I do know there was one that um, came out kind of during COVID, I think, and Patrick Lencioni, um did this, and it was the the eight geniuses, the six or eight genius, geniuses. Wow. Um, and it was like, are you a, um, you know, are you like the big idea person? Um, are you like the person who kind of galvanizes people together? Are you the encourager? Um, like some people may be a dreamer and come up with the idea. Um, but they're not going to be the ones when one of the gifts was tenacity. And so they're not going to be the ones with tenacity to finish it. Um, and that's me. Like, I'm like, let's go. We could do this. We could solve this problem. Here's the deal. But when we get four months into it, I'm like, okay, I'm ready on going to the next problem, but this is still going. And so it talks about those. It's the, the, uh, um, I'm gonna look, look it up while we're talking, but, uh, it's working genius. And it's patch. It's the six types of working genius. Oh, wow. Um, it's Patrick Lencioni. Patrick Lencioni, um, and they kind of launched it kind of around uh, COVID, you know, about 2020, 2021, I believe, around there. Um, uh, Kerry Newhoff had him on the podcast, and so I'm, I'm a big Kerry Newhoff uh, podcast Oh, me fan. too. Um, and so that's kind of like where our format kind of comes from, is that more like just conversations with people like, like he does, so... Um, I know he won't listen to this, but you know, it's a problem. Um, but um, one of the things you, you mentioned was talking about groups and working with staff. And so I know we have a lot of people who are the only people on their youth ministry staff, but um, what are some tips with working with staffs besides your uh, personality and taking retreats and stuff? So um <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a great question. And uh, if I would say this, if you have the privilege of actually, you know, have the opportunity to lead a team, uh, that's a that's a big deal. And it's a big responsibility. So don't ever take that lightly that God has entrusted you in a position like that. I, I know I don't. And uh, uh, I'm not perfect. Uh, I fail often. And uh, I'm just I'm grateful for the grace that the team and uh, that shows me weekly. But um, uh, some some tips I would just share with leading a team is uh, number one, communicate often. I think communications we know it's a big piece when it comes to uh, leading a team. Uh, just your 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 job is to be ahead of them and um, to remind them what's coming up uh, to lead well in that because you know over communicating is a gift. Uh, so don't ever think it's uh, annoying uh, of any sort because, I mean, ministry, it's its messy, it's hard, and, uh, you know, we get distracted a lot of times, so it's your job to communicate with your team. I would say second tip is to coach up. Um, it's your job. You know, you've been in their shoes or you wouldn't be the, in the shoes you're in. Um, you got the experience. Uh, I would say always, always look for opportunities uh, to bless them with your leadership and, and coach them well and help them grow as a leader. Because who knows, one day they're going to be in a role or a position like you where they're getting an opportunity to, to pour into other people. So 
uh, don't assume they know, uh, you know, when it comes to different facets, when it comes to like discipling students, for instance, we're going to put it in the ministry context or evangelizing, sharing the gospel with people. Don't assume they know. Uh, coach them up in it. Show them what it looks like. The best leaders, they don't just say it. They do it. They lead by example. Um, so when you're coaching, you're not only talking about it. You're showing them how to do it. Um, I think Jesus did it best, right? He, he modeled that, he assisted, he, he, he watched them and he left them to be, he, uh, the mall method that is. Uh, but when you're coaching them up, uh, I've read some great books. Uh, it's all about asking great questions. Um, I think there's a book that uh, it's called The Seven Questions, A Coaching Habit. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but incredible book. Just being intentional with your questions when you're when you're coaching them. Um, so the next one I would say is always communicate clear expectations. Uh, you know, they need to know uh, what it is that you expect from them. Always explain it. Uh, what the mission is, what the goal is ahead, the vision uh, that God's placed on your heart. And then when you communicate that, bring clarity on what it is that you need or what it is that you actually expect from them weekly, um, daily. Uh, the more, the better. Uh, the simple, the better. Um, asking the question, you know, when you communicate, does that make sense? <laughs> right? I, I, we, we don't want to leave any room uh, for frustration. Um, yeah. that they just assume that they know. Uh, I would say if you're leading a team, another tip would be creating moments of fun. Uh, you always want to have fun. I mean, uh, ministry, it, it can be fun at times. It's okay, right? It doesn't always have to be serious and uh, pastoral. I mean, you can celebrate what God's doing in your ministry. You can have fun with your staff. What, is, what are some of those things you do to, to celebrate with your staff? Like so after, yeah, absolutely. I mean, after we got done with the summer, we took the entire team uh, to a uh, main event. It's just a bowling alley with arcade games, mm -hmm. and, and our team had a blast. Uh, that evening, we rented out a movie theater and uh, just watched a movie together. Um, just simple things like that. Even Even going out to lunch as a team. And having fun with that, it doesn't have to be hard. Uh, giving away, you know, uh, surprise meetings, just giving away uh, silly staff awards, right? Just for the summer, celebrating them well. Um, you know, uh, cupcakes go a long way. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's that simple. Uh, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Just random acts of kindness. Um, and then lastly, I would I would just say uh, consistency is what they look for. Uh, when it comes to, you know, you leading, you communicating, uh, just continuing being sharp and disciplined and consistent in your leadership will speak volumes to the team you're leading. Uh, it, it affirms uh, that you care for them. It affirms their value. It affirms their leadership because you're willing to put in the hard work, right? Uh, so those are some of the tips I would say when it comes to that. And I mean, I know I didn't mention this, but I think we all know that, uh, you know, if you have a team, you always empower and entrust your team, right? You, you believe in them. Uh, they wouldn't be on your team if you didn't uh, think the best of them. So continue to empower. And I don't mean in the sense of you just delegate just to delegate and get off your plate. No, you empower them because you just believe God's gifted them uh, to execute this better than you. 
all good things. And like I said, we've been all over the place um, and we're kind of getting back into the home stretch here. But uh, something that just occurred to me is what are the tips that you need to hear most right now? So like when you go back through and look and you're like, oh, I forgot that, or I really need to like, just for Anthony as a youth leader of a staff in, in, uh, in Dallas, like what are the things that are, that you need to remind yourself that you, um, that pop back into your head and you're like, yeah, I know I've said that and I told people that, but I really need to make sure that I take this to heart. The only thing the ministry needs from you is a heart that's been with Jesus. You know, I'm going through gentle and lowly again and just to see the heart of Jesus and the fact that we love because he first loved us going back to that first love, you know, a lot of times youth workers, ministers, myself, we can grow calloused uh, to the grace, the love, the unending mercy that's found in Jesus Christ. So I, I think through the hustle and bustle, like I myself need to hear and be reminded often that Jesus, he died for me too. So I, I think I think that would be my encouragement that I need to hear myself is that uh, I need to be at the feet of Jesus before I go chasing after any teenager that's lost. So that's a big one for me, Russell. <laughs> We're going to turn that question around on you. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, and like you, said, like you said, good questions is, is uh, uh, you know, basis of those relationships, whether that is personal, whether that is with your, your spouse or with your team or with some other random podcaster that you have met through uh, all the podcasting stuff. Um, right. So what else is going on? What else is going on for you? Um, what are you working on? Um, anything coming up for you that you want to share, share with us or um, let people know about you mentioned an ebook that people may not know about that you've already done. Um, so tell yeah. us a little bit more about the future, the future for Anthony and anything uh, yeah, else you want to share future of Anthony. So uh, yeah, I have a passion, uh, you know, just for evangelism and um you know, sharing the good news. Uh, I believe that's what God's called us to. And um, I, I'm passionate about seeing uh, teenagers speak up about what they believe. I think uh, for a lot of youth ministries, we need to turn the volume up a little bit uh, on our belief system. And uh, I think campus ministry is one of the greatest ministries, uh, but it doesn't have to involve youth pastors. Right. Hear me. Hear me say this. I love campus ministry. I want to. I want to be there every day. The campus is open, hanging out with students, high fiving. Uh, but we have to make sure that uh, we're empowering and equipping and going back to what I said, leading these students uh, by by showing them what it looks like uh, to make sure their school is a mission field. Like we believe, you know, and pressing with students. We believe that, you know, this past week, we didn't send students back to school. No, I, I'm believing that we sent missionaries back to their mission field. And uh, one of, the, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, Jesus said it best to his disciples, right? Go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. And I just think going into all the world, 
you know, could look like going into our world, right? The sphere of influence, the circle, the friend groups, the, the teammates, the classmates, uh, the people we work with, workmates, whatever it looks like. I believe that it starts there. So how, how can we teach and raise up a teenager to actually uh, know how to share what they believe? Maybe that's through their testimony. Uh, testimony. Maybe that's through uh, a methodology like the three circles. Um, how do we how do we teach them to transition everyday conversations into to gospel conversations as the book teaches? Uh, so I, I'm passionate about that. So uh, I've been working and writing on that idea on what it looks like for a teenager to be bought in all in uh, and to own their faith because I just believe the difference between uh, a teenager knowing what they believe and owning what they believe is when they begin to share what they believe I, I think that's the difference because in that moment they're going to experience persecution you know, in that moment, they're going to experience a miracle before their eyes when they sow that seed and they see the spirit of God, you know, allow that seed to take root. And they see when they invite someone to trust in Jesus, it works. Like, I don't, I don't think evangelism is dead. It still works. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm passionate about. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, I can finish. My goal is to finish a rough draft by the end of this year. And, uh, you know, I may, I may be that. Uh, guy you were talking earlier you know you had him on the podcast while he's writing and then he releases but i'm hoping yeah. to be that guy right that i get to release a book that the lord has put on my heart yeah well all good stuff and so thank you so much for um spending your time here uh with us anthonyvargas.org is where all yeah. of your stuff is and that's speaking um you also do you also mentioned you coaching speaking yep. um pouring into other youth leaders um, besides anthonyvargas.org, uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way to, to find you? Yeah, absolutely. If, if you want to check out, uh, DM me on my Instagram page, it's as simple as uh, at underscore Anthony Vargas. Uh, I make it easy for the people. Um, so, yeah, just check me out there. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing your youth pastor tips. Um, I think you have about 15 or 16 episodes up on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then you still have the, the Instagram going there. Um, and so I encourage everybody, you got a taste of the tips here. Um, there's a whole lot we didn't go into um, about you know, uh, social media and engaging parents. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that caught my eye that I agree with is youth ministry fruit is best seen 10 years from now. Um, yeah. And, uh so all those different uh, uh, Instagram posts he has also, uh, a lot of them have podcasts that go along with them. Um, and so I encourage you to go check those out. Um, and then maybe you'll get to where you can go and, and record, a few, you know, get to a season of life where you can record some more um, and keep encouraging and equipping and empowering youth leaders. So thank you so much for that. Um, so any, any last words? Uh, no, it's been a privilege. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, just with the consistency, I mean, what you're at 68 right now. I mean, that's Somewhere encouraging. There, yeah. uh, just to see you guys keep at it and uh, keep encouraging the world of youth ministry. We're better because of you. So yeah. thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all that you do for youth leaders. Um, and if you've been uh, uh, made it all the way through this, uh, we thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will uh, this episode, when you're hearing this, it was recorded a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, but every other week, Brent has an episode and I have an episode. Um, and uh, so we should keep doing these. And we thank you for listening and for following and for liking. And so do all the things you're supposed to do on a podcast, you know, so click like. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, know that it also is on all your major podcast platforms. And if you're listening on one of those platforms and you want to see Anthony and his very neat background and me and my very messy background, uh, you can do so on uh, YouTube as well. Um, just look for student ministry conversations wherever you go. And thank you for joining us.